And I know that each of you is up to this challenge because you are the mayor. Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Sunday, June 12th, 2022. Greetings to all of the patient patrons of a particular podcast. Yes, I know it was only a mere three weeks ago that we said we wouldn't take a break and we would give you a podcast every week. But hey, like a hotel review in the state of North Carolina, (laughs) I love this review. Particular people on this podcast, they lie. (laughs) They lie. I don't know why you're looking at me so hard, Doug. (laughs) Especially after we just got the glowing endorsement from our vice president that uh, she has faith in us to to do this because we're the mayors. We're mayors. Yeah. We're the mayors of podcasts. Thank you, Kamala. Uh, Your check is in the mail. We're glad that uh, we have a vice president in office that has enough awareness to tell people in a room who they are. Yeah. You know? But Doug... I'm not privy to uh, a hotel review thing regarding uh, our friend over here. What what happened? Oh no, this is, it isn't it isn't regarding him. No, it's, uh, he's just looking at me because that's how he talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> well, you're the one that said that we would do a podcast every week. I mean, oh yeah, no, oh, I, yeah, that's I lied. That was my point. The inside oh, joke is he lied. The inside they lie. the inside joke to bring the listeners up to speed. Yeah, we're a little rusty. Get used to it. We'll get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll hit our stride in about an hour and a half. <laughs> Um, before we left to go to North Carolina, we were looking at hotels and the nearby town that we could stay so that a old prima donna me over here could sleep with my head up off the fucking ground and on an actual <laughs> fucking pillow. And so I think it was like the night before yeah, y'all yeah. packed up and left. Yeah. Um, cause we all left at staggering times. I was like, Doug, you need to pull up the reviews on the hotels in these areas, man. They're fucking hilarious. And some of them. We're from anywhere between, like, the staff was rude, there was trash wrappers behind the dresser. Like, who the fuck te- tears apart a hotel room? there was a picture room? of a Newport box behind the dresser. Yeah, I think they're just racist. <laughs> they're like, I know who they're allowing to stay here, this dirty old rat-infested swamp, but... <laughs> but oh, I would have said Swisher Sweets would have been the sign. Well, well, no, they never leave those behind. So, but okay. So the reviews went from there were some mild trash behind the dresser, you know, the area that you never use, all the way up into uh, there was shit stains and blood in the bed. Sounds like anal sex to me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Well, at least now, now I know which hotel to go to to party. Yeah, but they said I'm they, re- they, they said they removed there. the sheets off the bed. Who removes the sheets off a motel room bed anyway? There's re- weird, weird, weird. Okay, people. but yeah. In that review, they removed the sheets off the bed, and that's where the shit and blood was on the mattress. Can you imagine the shit that goes through the sheets? Ooh, that's some milky stuff. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, that was unnecessary, Douglas. <laughs> oh, well, was, you know. uh, Jesus. Uh. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, I mean, I know why people would remove the sheets. These days now, with how, you know, the uh, bed bugs, how bad they get. 
I know that people do that for that reason. Yeah, well, well, they, they, I guess they take their own sheets. Yeah, huh? that's yeah. that's what that's what I was gonna say. Is there's hypochondriacs fucking everywhere, right. especially during COVID. There's like yeah. I'm taking my own towel, <laughs> taking my own sheets. Fuck, I'll break, I'll bring my own fucking bed. <laughs> I'll sleep anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that neurotic. Why are you staying in a hotel in the first? Just to write a review because <laughs> yeah. that is their purpose in life. That is how they know they matter. They have left their stamp. You know, uh, Leslie Lee has been here. You know, Leslie Lee one two three has been here and has stamped this place unsatisfactory. You're welcome. Um, but one of the reviews was simply two words: "They, they lie,", lie. <laughs> <laughs> and that one really tickled Doug. Because <laughs> 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 after like forty five minutes of reading these paragraphs of just raging out on a on a stationary object known as a hotel room, uh, there was just the simplest, most best put: "They lie." They lie. <laughs> it was like. About what? So yeah, many things. Yeah, There's yeah, so many, yeah. so many options. Was now, the water too cold? Now I'll say this. This is funny as hell. Uh, when me and Matt got there, uh, well, Brian, uh, the, the band went up the day before Jim and Arona went up, and uh, we went up on Saturday. And when we got there, Matt was uh, second. We were second guessing staying, sleeping, you know, out in the open. And uh, Matt was like, "Well, let's look at some rooms." And so we go to look at rooms. <laughs> we get to uh, we go to one motel, and Matt goes in. Matt goes in the office. I'm sitting in the truck. Matt comes out. He goes, "There is no way in hell we're staying here." He said, "They have a toddler at the front desk." <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And, and that little fucker and probably we, lies. And when we're pulling out, when we're pulling out, this little six year old kid comes walking out like the front door. He couldn't have been more than six or seven years old. Yeah. Where and are you Matt going? Goes, there he is. That's the office. That's the office guy. He's that's coming the, to get your plate. That's the receptionist at this hotel. I was like, "Oh my god!" Now, when you say toddler, give some context. Six years old. He's like six, six, six? seven years old. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, little. You know, I'm not gonna say Indian, but yes, Indian kid. And uh, right on the dot, eh? yes, stating (laughs) right right on the dot. Yes. So, uh, but yeah. So anyway, we looked at that room. Nothing. We go across the street to another motel. They want a hundred and twelve dollars for one night. In the middle of bumfuck North Carolina, and there's not another car in the parking lot. Yeah, and that's and not that's not saying anything disparaging about the great state of North Carolina. No, it was literally no, the yeah. bumfuck middle of nowhere. Right, right. I was and there. I saw it. And there was no, there were no other cars in the parking lot <laughs> of this motel. And I'm like, well, can't they cut it down to like seventy five a night? I think know, a place like that wants you to haggle. They probably yeah. would have respected you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, here's two pillows. Well, my, I think Matt was kind of over it. You know, yeah, he was. Uh, so anyway, me and Matt wound up sleeping in the truck uh, on Saturday night. I have a feeling if anybody out out of the band would have like anything to say about accommodations, it would probably be Brian. Well, uh, no, he already had his shit set up before yeah, anything. Brian, and, yeah. we'll, and we'll get to the, the North Carolina review here in a minute, but I want to get back on the, uh, yes, I do lie. <laughs> and But also, I said... Two episodes in a row. We're going to be taking a break. Right. So yes, you did. I don't lie. And At tec- least in that instance. And technically. I lie in a lot of other areas, but I wanted to say, it, for all of our listeners, if you're following us on Instagram, you would have already known, even before we're recording right now, that you could have listened to Ignore the Rant in, in a little different way than yeah, you're right, normally right. used to hearing us. <laughs> because, oh God, what was it? Two weeks ago now? We were selected. We were chosen. We are now 
Uh, <laughs> I won't say it. <laughs> oh, please. I was going to say we were God's chosen people. But yeah, we're, 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 chosen, we're the chosen ones. We're the chosen ones. Hey, you've got a Jew here. Uh, you got to say it. I, yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> I hear they're quite litigious. <laughs> yeah, they are. But, the true ones are. <laughs> yeah, they're Thanks. called lawyers. <laughs> so, Good Morning Liberty, our... our, uh, our podcasting cousins over there at good morning liberty that actually take this shit seriously and they make a living out of it unlike us they took a week off and they sent the word out to their supporting listeners of which i am one saying hey if any of y'all have a podcast uh we're gonna be off next next week and send us your favorite episode and we'll play it on our feed which is bonkers i don't think we'll ever return that <laughs> back to anybody no, else. No, no, no. I, don't, I don't think you'll no. hear anything on ignore the rants channel other than our dumbasses, right. and not because we don't care about other podcasts we just don't want to affect you in a poor manner more than anything yeah so they actually take their uh craft seriously <laughs> where they do it on a daily schedule where we do ours weekly monthly whenever we get around to it kind of a schedule anyway so nate sent out the message you know, uh, during a live recording or whatever, I was in the chat and I was like, uh, and he mentioned ignore the rant by name. So I had to respond. He was like, Hey Jim, send an episode of ignore the rant. We'll be more than happy to play it on our feed. And I just type in the chat, Nate, you're an angel, but I don't think I could do that to you. (laughs) (laughs) And he, he readdressed it at the end and said, no, Jim, I saw your message. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about a thing. And I was like, Oh no, he's never listened to us. I don't know if he knows what the fuck he's asking. And I told you to make sure he listened to yeah. it before so, he broadcast it. So immediately, I called you, both of you guys. Yeah. had an immediate brainstorm, and I said, I think the way we should probably handle it um, is to not do what he's asking and right. sending, here's just an episode, right. because our episodes are all over the fucking place. I can't pick out a favorite, but I was like, but I have favorite segments. If we can maybe somehow find a way to and so long story short you know, not not to be a dickhead that's trying to take credit i feel like i'm the first one who brought that up excellent <laughs> but, uh, the, so, the end result is the end result yeah. was basically a podcast so, so yes. somehow within less than 24 hours i think it was within like 10 hours yeah, yeah. we went from phone call to going back through our catalog and highlighting segments and pulling them together and we made a greatest clips show of all of our favorite clips and yeah if it was your idea then 100% credit goes to you I honestly don't even remember it was a chaotic day yeah yeah. yeah. so we mashed together all of our favorite clips going back 10 months and we recorded an intro to it and an outro to it and we sent it over within 12 hours of him even saying it and then he put it out. <laughs> and this was right before we left to go to North yeah, Carolina. He, they, he put it out on Memorial Day. Yeah. On that Monday. Because uh, I remember on Friday, because uh, we left Saturday, I remember, uh, was it Thursday or we Friday? It, we we put it together Thursday night. Thursday yeah. night, yeah. And, 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 and then Friday, Friday is morning. when I told you, yeah, when you sent it, after you sent it to him, Friday is when I called you and said, make sure you listen to it before he throws it out there you know i got it in writing that he at least heard the (laughs) intro yeah that's good enough for me (laughs) and you jim you you did call us i want to say um contextually it was like 2 30 in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and so we didn't come over here to actually start piecing it together until about 8 
or 8.30. At least. And so you and I, um, Jim and myself, were just scouring uh, the podcast for the next six. I, I took the day off work. I, I legitimately just shut off the Uber app um, so I could, um, you know, spend the rest of the day doing it. Now, I will say this. One of the most sobering, sobering things about listening to us on their platform was just before we started hearing ads. Yeah. <laughs> hearing ad reads going on. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, scary. That's yeah. fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. But I I I I forewarned them thrice and uh and they did put the explicit tag up, which they typically don't do because they don't cuss. Yeah, <laughs> on their, on their that, yeah. Oh man, that, that dude, our podcast is so uh out there. It really is. I mean we're we're probably the most honest podcast as far as not uh adhering to any kind of rule to anything i mean there's a shitload that do it it was just clashing it it, it's it's well it's advertising you know it's when you got when you have advertisers (laughs) you know they they want a certain level of fucking you know decency morality (laughs) i mean yeah we have we have we have none of that so no so that's um, that's what was scary to 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 put it out there on something big like that you know i was i was worried about the whole time especially the last part of the last clip we put on there yeah. i mean the <laughs> yeah. whole time i'm thinking to myself god if these guys have ad advertisers and all this because and they hear that shit you know it could be really bad for i think them, we I snuck mean. it under the radar i don't <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't heard anything negative That's but, what I, That's but what I have heard and hopefully there's at least a handful of new listeners, if so, welcome. Welcome to what it sounds like when we're actually putting out episodes right, instead of going right. back through our old catalog. Uh, thank you for all the kind messages. I, and there were a shitload from within Good Morning Liberty to other avenues of social media. Uh, we were a hit. Well, that's good. So I'm glad. I'm glad there's people out there. That- I'm gratefully, er, hugely appreciative of Nate for giving us the opportunity even more appreciative of all the kind remarks that we got that I shared with you guys. But anyway, thanks to Nate. We were out on that um, Memorial Day week. So if you had missed us and you were curious, like, well, where the fuck, uh, where are the, where are the guys? If you follow us on Instagram at ignore the rant, that's it. It used to be at, uh, there's a lot of underscores and ignore the rant pod, whatever the fuck. Uh, we've, we've reached out to our social media team. Uh, I had a meeting with them. They got together. They put. They pulled together a survey, and we finally got the 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 data metrics came back. <laughs> the metrics turns out that um, it's quite popular if if you just shorten it all the way down to like the simplest thing without underscores. So, thanks to our thanks to all the money, our that, crack team that we spend on our social media team, our crack um, tech team. Yeah, we we finally have upgraded to a more robust and uh, I don't know just. It makes more sense, fucking uh, name, and it's just at ignore the rant. If you just go on uh, Instagram and look at ignore the rant, you will see that I have been putting out little places where you can hear either our greatest clip show or other uh, appearances on other podcasts I've been on. So follow us on Instagram if you want to keep up with where the fuck we're at, even when we're not putting out episodes ourselves. A couple of other things that you would have seen on our Instagram is that I made an appearance on the Break the Bell podcast. We recorded on Tuesday night in the lead-up to the January 6th committee hearings that started Thursday night, and I was a guest with Craig and Bill and C.D. McRae and Amanda Griffith, and uh, it was a shit show. It was a shit show to end all shit shows. It was two hours long, 
And it was the most fun I've ever had guest spotting on <laughs> on somebody else's podcast. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. Go check out Break the Bell podcast. Look for January 6th committee episode. I think it's episode 105. And if you want to hear me uh, be as ridiculous as, as you've ever heard me. And then finally, Friday night, I hopped on the Civil Discord podcast with Amanda and Maurice. We talked about the recent goings-on over with the Libertarian Party and the Mises Caucus takeover, um, what they're likely going to do leading up to the 2024 election. And then I shit all over it by saying that uh, I think that politics is a waste of time. And then Amanda and I get in more of a philosophical uh, how we think society should be run. So go give Civil Discord a listen. I don't know if that episode's out yet, but it should be by the time you hear this. And that is the end of all of my self-dick sucking. There you go. Whew. I had to get it out at the top, otherwise... Suck that cock, boy. Suck it. Uh, hey, yeah. nobody's going to be a better promoter of me than me. Yeah. And go. of us than us. Polish that crown, man. Hell Polish yeah. that crown. So anyway, all right. To, that's me catching the listeners up on what I've been up to, but I think that we can catch the listeners up on what we've been up to. Going back to Memorial Day, mm. bumfuck North Carolina. Yes. We were talking about it for a few episodes leading up to our hiatus that old Dougie was about to pop his and, cherry with his new band. And as an update, yes, it was muddy. <laughs> it was muddy. Uh, the cherry? Was, the, the, the cherry and the The and cherry the was muddy. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, we had a great time, man. We went up on Saturday, a lot of killer bands. Everybody that played out the the sound guys, uh, the stage people, everything there was the shit. It was great for a first gig. It it couldn't have gone any better. It could. Uh, I mean, it really couldn't have. I think one of the most amazing things, probably for y'all as a band, is like you know, a first gig in front of mostly musicians. Yeah. So yeah, it's it a respect of the craft. Yeah. You know? It was great. It was great. We had a really good time, and um, it was. Saturday night was very interesting. I mean, that was um, the night before we got up. Yeah, there. that was uh, the the Matt and I. You know, going back to what I was talking about, we slept. Matt and I wound up sleeping in the truck. Mm-hmm. Brian had a nice cushy hotel room. Yeah, y'all slept but at the Matt, venue. Yeah, me and Matt, we we hung out all day with all the bands and shit, and and um and after at the at, that night, uh, we sat around and. I got to jam acoustically with a lot of the guys there, you know, playing acoustics and I uh, got to know them and everything. And it was fun, man. We had a really good time. And, uh, one of the, one of the guys that was working the, uh, the stage there, he had some brownies and he pulls them out. And, uh, and so me and Matt ate a brownie, just regular Betty Crocker, just regular brownies. Betty Crocker brownie with a, you know, <laughs> little extra ingredient, yeah, but, special, uh, special ingredient. So me and Brad, <laughs> so me and Matt, me and Matt are in the truck, right? It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, and we just laughed all fucking night. I mean, I probably slept, uh, now we played on Sunday and this is Saturday night between Saturday night and Sunday when we played, I probably slept an hour and 15 minutes total, uh, in that time. And so, the only thing I was really worried about going into the into playing was my vocals that day mm-hmm. because a- anybody that sings knows that lack of sleep will fuck your voice up more than anything. Yeah. Anything. And so uh when we went up but n- none of that mattered. It, it 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 all worked, you know. We had a really 
we had a good time. We had a great gig. We played good. Sold some CDs. Um, sold some shirts. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was and it was it was just a good time, man. And but and got yeah. to meet one of the coolest motherfuckers for yeah. his birthday. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesus. I mean, that whole festival is God. I mean, I would love to emulate that someday. Where it's like I'm popular enough to be able to invite bands. Now it's it's still considered a private yeah. affair, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put s- it out there in front. Put, of I, I'm not gonna throw everything out there, but it was. I mean, for. For what it is, it is it's one of the greatest events that could ever happen to mm-hmm. to rock music. It really is. Oh, I yeah, mean, no, I, I'm looking forward to the next time he has oh, another yeah. event. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, for sure. Hopefully, there'll be shows in between now and going back to that venue so that we can uh, potentially, you know, uh, oh no, there will share be shows. it with the yeah. audience uh, if they are so inclined. They can come and fucking rock out with us. But uh, no, it was it was a great time. Uh, obviously, we've said this 85 times at this point. Arona and I came up the day after, that Sunday, the day that y'all actually played. Mm-hmm. And so I know I got there about an hour and a half before y'all took the stage. And so I immediately was like, okay, time to have fun. And so I did. <laughs> empty stomach, two full coolers, let's empty the coolers yep. in my belly. And I had a great fucking time. And then I think somewhere around uh, 6.30, uh, I pass out. In a camp chair, <laughs> out in and the field, there, and there is a very interesting photo of it. Yeah, there's it, some pictures. There's it, some pictures it, of yours truly. Well. And what's what's so funny about it is, I wish I would have got a picture of the first pose you were in. Yeah, when you when you first nodded out, because it was it was completely different than the second one. Because you actually woke up and you were adjusting. You were moving around in a chair, and then you wound up in that one. Yeah. yeah. The one that we actually took the picture of. I wish I'd had a picture of both of them. Because no, you were out yeah. in both of them. Oh, it was funny as no, hell. No. Kind of inside joke about good old Jimbo here is, and I said this up there, where I was like, he's literally the only motherfucker I know that will strike a pose while he's sleeping. While he's you know, out. When, where other people, you know, when you see them nodding off and they drop their head off their hand that they're propping their head up on, you know, that doesn't happen to Jim. No. It, it, his ha- his head will stay propped on the, the arm, and it will stay that way indefinitely until he either changes position or wakes up. That's a great picture. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. And the second picture is even better. Yeah. Because he Jim doesn't move, but other objects in the picture. <laughs> 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 yeah. And it, I met more people a- when I was sleeping uh, yeah. than when I was awake. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> but, uh, that was a sign of how much fun I had. And then I woke up, hit my second win, heard the second night of acoustic playing, and then we went back to the hotel, uh, went to Waffle House, and then passed the fuck out. Yep. Yep. And all was a, fun was had by all. It was a great time. Everybody my was. whole experience is probably exactly how everyone would probably figure from how I sound on the podcast and just stories y'all already tell about me. Pretty much came up there, watched the show, enjoyed talking for a little bit, and then drove right the fuck back. I spent that day, I think, 16 hours in my car. Yeah. And he was uh, supposed to interview us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, We're, uh, he's gone. But there you never called my attention to do it. Well, Y'all we kept were, on talking about it. <laughs> well, we were, you know, we, dude, we just got through playing. I, and I mean, there was sure. so much shit going on. Just one of those things, just be around to be found no next year i will definitely plan to be up there probably for both days just i mean this year it was so kind of last minute did not know it was coming that i couldn't really uh plan with it with work and you know trying to make enough money to just take the weekend off but yeah no next time i'm gonna be completely open for it 
Yeah, so, and that was the biggest reason why uh, we missed Memorial Day weekend as far as putting out an episode. And then the next weekend, uh, I was fucking done. I had a buddy come in town. We went camping one night. And by the time we got around to possibly recording, I said no. So, yeah, I am the guy that fucking <laughs> still didn't lie. But, yeah, we probably could have put out an episode before this one. And yours truly wasn't up for it. I was yeah. fucking... I was pooped, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that's us. We're back from break. Uh, did we miss anything while we were gone? I think it was pretty slow uh, news. I don't remember hearing uh, Just a anything. lot of mass shootings. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all. right. All. So <laughs> obviously, I guess we probably need to touch on those things real quick. They're old news now. But uh, here's the only thing I got to say. Uh, active shooters are bad. And Matthew McConaughey is still an actor. That's it. Mm-hmm. They're going to... They're going to do their political thing with it. Um, it's still not going to stop mass shootings. No. Uh, sadly, here's the harsh reality. Kids in schools are still going to get shot. Sorry. I know it fucking sucks, but until uh, they lock down schools and put bulletproof glass, it, I don't know what to fucking tell you. It's, yeah. it's a shit. We live in a shit society where people don't have any reverence for other people. And there's too many fucked up people because so many people give up on their own children that uh you're always gonna have this it's going it's, a thing. it's going just like i said but, but when everything was shut down and i was like why do they open this shit back up i mean it, it it's going as planned yeah that, it, all the way to gas prices I, I'll, I'll get into this just for a second okay. because it's fucking insane it, dude, oh, yeah. gas is off the fucking chain right now and and that's the coming from people in Georgia it, who have still the, the lowest, lowest in the no, nation. And, yeah. and, and all the people that yeah. are out there talking about Biden did it and all this kind of they're, they're full of shit. They're stupid. They're fucking dumb. All it is, all this is, is a gas company gouge. They bit, they hadn't made any money for two fucking years. Now that's fucking everybody's out driving again. They're going to gouge the fuck out of us for about six months and then it'll be over. And then gas will start dropping again, and everybody will be like, oh, well, we must have started making more oil in the United States. <laughs> oh, Biden uh, saved us. Biden saved us. All it is is a gouge. That's, and it's going on nationwide across everything. Bread, milk, fuck, you name anything. And it's all these companies that didn't make any money for two fucking years while these geniuses shut the fucking world down. And... Now everybody's out there and they're like, hey, now's the time. Fuck them good. Fuck them good. Yeah, but I mean, at I'll, the same point. I'll have to disagree. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was about to get into that too, where I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you up to a point, but then there, there becomes a whole thing where they're throwing government spending and all this other stuff. Basically, yeah, Joe Biden to me is not the problem, but he is part of a very, he's a very big part of of an elaborate problem dude they all are Every oh, sure. fucking, all of them are getting paid that's, by the gas that's, companies that's all i was gonna say was that for anybody that's saying that this is just biden doing this you're you're retarded yeah but he is continuing the problem that the problem has been there for presidents upon presidents ago and they've all continued it now you can look i mean there's no doubt about it that uh hell you even just look back to the george floyd riots the famous picture where he's kneeling on George Floyd, there's a gas station behind him. Gas was like a dollar seventy something. Yeah. So I yeah, 
political people will take credit for how things are when they're good under their watch. That's to be expected. And they will deny it anytime anything bad is going on under their watch. But you can't have a two-year shutdown and a creation, the most amount of printed money in any single year in the nation's history while you have uh, shipment shortages because everything's shut down and then not expect the prices to go through the roof. That's inflation. Mm -hmm. That's uh, over-manipulating the fucking money market uh, to where there's no bit of reality associated with it. It's all... You're, they played with the system and they pumped it up so goddamn much that, yeah, of because course. Because they all make money off of it. That's that's my point, man. Dude, look, there every, anybody that has any kind of oil stock, gas stock, whatever, we we go through this. We go through this. Went through it with the fucking hurricane when they fucking jacked the shit up and said that, oh, there's nothing left. Uh, your gas is going to be fucking $4 or whatever for fucking five months. It lasted, it, it always lasts a certain amount of time and then boom, it's over. It's, it's not like if, if it was, a, if it was a supply issue or any of that kind of shit. Yeah. I would see it. I could say, yeah, but this gas shit, this, and the same thing happens with food, gas, food, anything that fucking people have to live on. Mm-hmm. That shit will go up, it'll go way the fuck up, and then it'll drop. And and you, it, there's no supply thing that's going to make it. It would be gradually going up, and it would be gradually dropping. Dude, gas has gone up a dollar in less than two fucking weeks. Mm-hmm. That, that That is gouging. That's gouging. And that's see, fucking gouging. And Doug, I'd that, be super ready to stand up behind you and say the same exact things. The only problem and the only reason why I don't. Yeah, it's a problem that uh, BP, Exxon, whoever is having record profits now uh, as opposed to previous periods. But we also have to recognize the fact that Biden shuts down the Keystone Pipeline, Basically, there's a lot of other. Dude, I don't even want to get into that. I'm just saying supply is there. They are, in my view, yes, this is being done for a purpose. All right, look this shit up. There are over 900 capped wells that Mm -hmm. are licensed Mm -hmm. already. All the oil companies got to do is go there and pull the fucking oil out of the ground that they are capped and not running in the United States right now. And why? why? And why? Exactly. Why? Because they, so they can jack up the fucking fear (laughs) and the money and make fucking cash. That's why, dude. Do you think they would make more money? If they tapped into those and had more oil and more supply to spread out their money? There's a reason why. And, and it's, it's because it's no, global. No, because no. the oil markets are global. <laughs> it's too it, easy. That's the simplest thing. The reason why they're not is because of the regulations, the licensing, the government will say, the, no one's, they're just sitting there because you're not approving the licensing. It's all licensed. That, that, it's already, dude, all they have to do is go open the shit. There's no government there's, shit keeping them from doing it. There's, there's no, look it up, dude. I have. Look it and up. I there's have. There's nothing, there's no regulation, there's none of that keeping them from doing <laughs> it. Oh, God damn it, you're right, ground. I don't want to get into this. Because it's not just that they want to gouge just to f- fucking stick it to the man. There's actual reasons. Uh, there's no reason, then why was it ever less than $2 two years ago? 
Because before, before COVID it, and before the shutdown because we and, be- had, and before paying people to stay at home and now people won't show up because, to work. Because of supply and demand. We had and a right. shitload of supply uh-huh. and we had a shitload of demand. Uh-huh. Now, when the fucking demand went down, what did they do? They sold all our supply to fucking China and all these other fucking countries. Uh-huh. And then they said, and then all of a sudden the fucking people, they open it back up and then... The oh shit! We don't have a there. supply. No, the supply is still there, dude. It, it never goes away. Look, dude, you just the refineries. Said no, we listen. shipped it away. No, listen to what I'm saying, uh, and this is a fucking fact, dude. Yeah. Go to the refineries. Go, go to any refinery. Go to one in Texas. Go to one in Louisiana. Go to one of fucking up north on the East Coast, dude. Them dudes can fucking pump out in one week. In one week, one refinery can pump out a month's worth of gas for the United States. Mm-hmm. In one week. So, what's the problem? Because well, not, what's the problem? Because not all uh, areas to be tapped are created equal. They're either not old, to- the, the, the local residents don't want them to, they've been shut down locally. The federal people can say, we've given out all these fucking licenses. But there's other things keeping them from doing that. And a lot of it's local. Well, They're like, yeah, we, that was an old well that we've moved away from because they've found better, cheaper ways to get it out of the ground. There's reasons behind it. Just instead of greedy people going, yeah, let's sure. fuck them. Let's now, fuck them. But make no mistake, though. America is in wartime. Even though we are technically not fighting in the battle, we have so much stock in what happens with Ukraine against Russia that I'm sure the gas companies can make a statement where it's also, hey, one of our biggest uh, natural gas suppliers is at war, so we have to uh, create a lot of uh, supply so that if they completely go tits up, we can back it up. So I will say that they can make that kind of debate, whether right or wrong, that's exactly where we're sitting right now. And the bigger part of it is, is a lot of the oil got redirected because of the sanctions on Russia where oil and shit that would have naturally have flown in the way that it used to got cut off from, you know, Europe, Europe's supply went down. So then we supply, we redirected a lot of our shit to go supply Europe. And now we are more dependent on our shit that has been just sitting there, uh, not getting opened up all the way. And so then the supply goes down. The prices are naturally going to go up. You, Couple that with inflation, it's going to be even more exacerbated than what we're used to. Where normally it would have capped and stopped at like three eighty or four bucks max, and we would have recovered. Now inflation is rising so fast that we're 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 screwed for a pretty decent amount of time. Because trust me, if it was something that they could just control the prices. Uh, they can, dude. It's, it's all made up anyway. Money's made up. All this shit is made up. <laughs> but Why there's the rules of economics, they? and if you don't abide by those, which we're not really good at doing anyway because we print our own money. We never have. Um, but if you break it or move too fast, which is what we are really are witnessing, is you're witnessing all the rules of economics being totally ripped up and thrown away two years ago, and now we're feeling the effects. I'm still going to continue to say this. The way that we reacted to COVID will be felt for the rest of our lives. And it was the dumbest fucking thing we could have ever um, put on ourselves. And this is a side effect of that. This is just one of umpteenth million of them. Mm-hmm. You know, sending $40 billion to Ukraine to continue a war that should have been over three months ago um, is not great. 
you know, just printing money and government spending going up and especially leaving these shores while we're still paying people to stay home because they're scared of a fucking flu um, where now people don't want to go back to work. I've experienced this. We've all experienced this. Dude, Anywhere that's you the, fucking that's the go. That's the fucking crazy. Nobody wants like, to work anymore. Even the lowest grade entry places yeah. like fast McDonald's. food restaurants, you'll yeah. see uh, one person in there running the whole fucking thing. Yep. Yep. I know it's crazy. Because they it's don't nice. want to show up to work. And that and the same thing's happening at the oil companies. The same thing's happening at food processing plants, uh, truck drivers, all of that shit. They're all yeah. saying, eh, fuck it, man. And I McDonald's, can get paid to do nothing. McDonald's, where you used to see it starting at $9 an hour, you know, $8 an hour, that shit. Now it's creeping up to $13, $14 an hour. And they're hiring bottom of the barrel people. Uh, that aren't, and not to mention, and I'm going to throw this out there, like you just said, they don't have enough support to even be good at their job. No, so I have a, I have a job that I'll be, but I'll be at, at next week. I'll be over there again, and I will snap a picture of the McDonald's. It's it's been there. This this thing has been there for the whole year. This year, it's a list of job positions and open. how much they pay oh yeah yeah, and, and, and it's uh, right on the drive through fucking window yep. it's right there mm-hmm. was your wait too long <laughs> join the team yeah join <laughs> come the inside yeah. we would love to have you on this uh, this side of the window and it is it's but, crazy how much money they're they're offering i mean it's like 14 bucks an hour 15 bucks an hour but i'll, I'll say this um if you want to get actually good economic takes don't listen to us <laughs> we're fucking morons <laughs> yeah. there's actual economists out there that do a much better job. Uh, the first one, uh, I will repay the favor right now. Go listen to Good Morning Liberty. All they do is break down uh, the economy and the because econ- they believe, and I agree, and I think most of us would, that the source of all of the world's problems and society's problem problems from a meta view, it's economical. Now, there's mm-hmm. arguments that can say it's cultural, it's religion, it's whatever else no it's all economics i agree with that completely and so that's their viewpoint so they break everything down as far as current events and everything that's happening on the world stage from an economical viewpoint and they've broken down the whole oil thing and that's the only reason i'm not smart enough to disagree with you with any level of fucking understanding of international markets and the petro this and the whatever the that because uh, i'm not a i'm not an economist but but i listen to some that are and they break it down and say, yeah, they really started when they fucking did this and they capped those for a reason and oil companies wouldn't be sitting out there not tapping into fucking resources because that's money that they're losing out on. Anyway, go listen to more people or people that are more qualified than us because uh, I'd rather have fun. It's yeah. all bullshit anyway. <laughs> fucking made up bullshit. <laughs> yeah, your mortgage is made up. So, you know, yeah. act like that doesn't exist yeah. and tell yeah. me how that goes. Yeah. Um, it's all made up, but it's also very fucking real. That's yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, sure, it's made up, but you also have to operate within that made up shit. Otherwise, nothing's going to work. I know and you see, can make that is, debate that this nothing's is what, working. This is but. the thing, though, is they keep making shit up. <laughs> that's the problem. Sure, that's the whole fucking problem. Is we got you know fifty clowns and four hundred other clowns, yeah. and then two big clowns in mm-hmm. D.C. just making shit up. Well, yeah, no, we've got a it's, dumb cunt who says stuff like Kamala did at the beginning of this podcast, well, you know. where it's like, your mayors. Now, here's here's the thing. Like I said, go listen to actual economists that know how to talk about the economy and all this other shit. No, they'll, they'll make you a smarter individual. We're not going to make you a smarter individual. Definitely but not. One thing that I do look for is I look for people that are talking about the markets, money, and 
you know, the canary in the hoe mine, you could possibly say. And one, one aspect and segment of society that I think it's left out of looking at geopolitical, you know, stories and setup and recourse and consequence are uh, the first line of defense when it is the barometer of if an economy is healthy or not. And that is strippers. The hoes. <laughs> strippers are the first front line they of defense are. They are. against mm-hmm. inflation. They are. At least yes. letting us know when it's happening. Yes. That's why I said the canary in the hoe mine. Yeah. yeah. So th- I found someone on Twitter. I'm starting to like this website, Twitter. I think it's going to catch on. <laughs> where <laughs> there's a lot of ridiculous people saying a lot of ridiculous things. And I don't know how I came across this. This tweet is from May 19th. So it ain't fresh off the... Well, there's nothing fresh about the person that I'm about to read. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even require a bell. That's just the fucking truth. Um, yeah, call it, saying anything about douchebags with her has a completely different meaning. Oh, man. I wonder if those are deductible. <laughs> anyway, I found... Oh, God. I found a stripper on Twitter who is tweeting about uh, the economy. And I was very entertained going through this woman's Twitter feed. Uh, you can find her at Reverse Cowgirl sixty nine. Yes, <laughs> the best Twitter handle ever. Of yeah. course, I can't read her at. It's at Botticelli Bimbo. Oh, I can read it at Botticelli Bimbo. So on May nineteenth, <laughs> so she's Italian. This yeah, she's from the New Jersey New York yeah, area. So the areas Italian. that is getting hit hardest, you know, first. Oh, uh, does she sound like Snook Snooky? She. It's just letters. Oh, okay. Um. The places where it's getting hard, hit uh, hit the hardest first, go seek out their strippers. They won't lie to you. Not when they're broke. <laughs> Actually, they will lie to you. But they will be honest when they're telling you how broke they are. They don't like that shit. They can't get their nails did. Their their eyelashes you know, start to fall off. Their real hair starts to come out. They really don't like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of overhead to being a stripper, especially if you don't work at a club called Beef. Yeah, those those poor bitches. So she writes, the strip club is sadly a leading indicator, and I can promise y'all we are in a recession. L-M-A-O. And that was on May 19th. So I saw that, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Is this bitch really about to do some stripponomics? Because I'm down for that. Stripponomics. And she's like, and then she replies on her own thing. Me getting stock alerts just to decide whether it's worth it to go to work. And people are just like, all over her shit like what the fuck are you show show bobs and vagine please no one wants to hear your your fucking economical uh i actually do i would love to see her do a youtube channel where she's doing the tutor thing but as a stripper explaining economics that would be fucking gold she needs to because uh yeah do it do like uh the lap dance you know how well, many like, lap dances or y'all remember in the nineties, how they used to have, uh, the, um, weather done by someone who's stripping while they're doing it. Yeah. It, they, they still yeah. do that. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> in some countries. Yeah. Yeah. That, she should do that. In fact, that's the only way I would actually support a, my fans page or only fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, she has other, I'm scrolling now because this was so long ago. I was I was holding on to this for an episode that I was hoping to put out sooner. So I'm I'm having a little trouble going back. She had a whole thread about economics, but it's like a fucking month old. But I will say she does have tweets. <laughs> she does have uh tweets that are just gold mines like uh 
I wish I could neti pot my pussy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so nice. She's not she's not holding anything back. You probably could, honey. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. into it. Yeah, on June second, she writes, "It's International Horse Day. Tip your favorite whore, aka me." She's just out there hustling and grinding. Yeah, I, I'm completely in support because, I mean, as we all know, I've sought some comfort there. Well, you know, that's uh, everybody wants to be a YouTube, Facebook, Instagram star. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. All right. So, LMAO, someone said the reason I think the club is bad because with my type of body, I'm a girl who gets $4 on stage, which is fair because I'm a <laughs> because I'm a backroom girl. <laughs> Actually, um, <laughs> I am a more, I have four 20s in my G-stream because guys tell me to come to their table after stage girl oh nice she's the champagne room girl uh-huh yeah yeah she she finds a way to make money she'll be just fine in this recession oh, yeah, i got a be, feeling she'll be good oh god damn it i you know honestly i i've carted around a few strippers um as a driver and unfortunately because of how clueless i can be with people in the car i don't realize it until i'm literally drip uh dropping them off instead of almost dripping them off we'll just get past, yeah. past that <laughs> Um, but I mean, seriously, I, I will drop them off and they're the entire time dropping little hints that they're strippers. Like the other week I was like, oh yeah, no, I, I used to live in Portland. Um, most strip clubs per capita and the girl in my backseat goes, huh, I should probably move there then. And I'm just like, okay, moving on with the conversation instead of being like, why is that? I do not clue in like most guys where it's like, oh shit, I could see tits right now. Say more, please. <laughs> okay. I think, I think I found it. She, <laughs> she tweets, every single stripper I know is a better trend forecaster than any finance bro or marketing exec. Ask any stripper we have to be aware of how rich people are going to spend their money. Stripping is betting on how the rich spend their money. You're going to tell me that isn't just a stock exchange? Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy fuck. This neti pot vag bitch fucking spitting facts yeah, stock stock yeah. The, the titty stock market there's a reason why there was a whole scene in the big short where they were talking to strippers is because yes they were the indicator that shit was about to crash yeah so somebody writes okay what's the trend for netflix i got about 200 sh- shares so should i sell she writes yes and trade for some vip dances <laughs> <laughs> So reverse cowgirl 69, uh, I think she's onto something. Mm-hmm. So seek out your local stripper if you want finance advice. I know I just said, look for economists. Fuck all that. They don't have tits and they won't put them in your face. Um, <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go read Enron Docs. Uh, go read the Enron Docs. Strip clubs have always been where business is conducted. Energy, energy salesmen bring their clients. Recruiters bring prospective finance bros. It's deeply in- integrated. Sex work has survived through every war, recession, decline of empires, and it will survive while other quote unquote sins are, are, or goods are consumed. Uh, a strip club is more of an operative tool for business rather than just a sin. Hey man, hoes are the oldest business known to man. Mm-hmm. I just want to know who the, f- she must've gotten a finance bro to write this for. That's a, that's, that's a fact. Everything she's saying is a fact. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Every company, every big company that I've ever been courted by we met at the strip club yeah that's mm-hmm. where we that's where we went we went to the strip club then we would go out to eat or we would do it the other way we would go out to eat and then we would go to the strip club yep 
Oh, and yeah. they try to get me as hammered as they could and, yep. and get me to fucking agree to something that I didn't want to agree to. That you would never agree yeah, to that, outside that I, yeah. of that environment. That if I wasn't covered in titties <laughs> and fucking hammered. Yeah. Let's it, compromise yeah. him and uh, get him to answer the way we want. Yep. Totally legal. Yeah. Yeah. All and these here, companies want to act like they're woke now, but they're still conducting business in the same places they were before. They just act like they're not. Well, it's because sex work is real work and you should respect that. Not only respect it, but encourage it. So I encourage it. I what, actually uh, approve of all that messaging that you so just what said. All these, so what all these crazy dumbasses that don't understand the real world don't, un, don't understand is you are supporting the avenue in which business is conducted. The business that you hate and the corporations you hate utilize your own naivete against you while getting BJ's oh, yeah. um, to further their business interests while you think that you're fighting for somebody's right to show tits. <laughs> Fucking idiots. And all you can eat chicken wings. <laughs> and don't even get me started on the shrimp cocktails. <laughs> I no, think but- when we're talking about strippers in the conversation, we don't need to bring fish anywhere in there. Yeah, well, it's inevitable. It's in the air. It's but it's the, uh, in the elusive fish that no one can <laughs> seem to find. Yeah, there's too much bait, and no one's biting <laughs> it's it. it. It's but like it once it's past the tuna smell, then okay. you don't want to know. Oh. Good lord! <laughs> but I will say one thing: every time I've been in any strip club outside of like major tourist areas, like down on the beach, the beach is an anomaly unto its own. But at least here in Atlanta, which for a time I don't know if we still are, Atlanta was like the strip club capital of the world. I didn't know that, but a lot of out-of-towners would always say that. A bunch of rappers would say that. It was the shit. And um, No, it's not that way anymore. No. In the early 90s, though, this was the place to come for strippers. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd say just 10, 10, 12 no, years ago. Yeah. No, it's, no it's, it's, it's gone. It's been... It's been the late 90s is really when it started shutting down. The Taj Mahal shut down in 2001, mm-hmm. 2002, somewhere around there. Cobb County, they, they completely shut down all the strip clubs and that's the Taj and a couple more the mousetrap all that they they were completely gone i mean there's still a few but mainstays they, no i mean when you get when you now when the city of atlanta you still got the cheetah and you still got places like that you used they, to have the gold club yeah you used to have yeah. the gold See, club. What, what happens a lot of times though is that uh they get sloppy yeah and the feds are like come on man well like i really don't want to shut you down because I enjoy coming here. Well, the pony, yeah. the pony was always my favorite. The pink pony was yeah. always my. I, that's where we would go every time we and came in. And mine was the Oasis. Yeah. The pony, the pony was okay, but it was uh, they would just cram them in there. Oh yeah, yeah. It and was I hate packed. that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Put a fucking cap of like <laughs> 90 people in this right, bitch, right, yeah. and have like 15 of them be <laughs> employees. Well, the, the pony was that's where all the bands went. You know, it's all the. Oh yeah. All the. Uh, anybody that was in a band around here, that's where they wound up at the pony. See, now that's one thing that, I I mean, what I said earlier about uh, Portland being the uh, most strip clubs uh, per capita. Did y'all even know that? Most people that I drive around are not familiar. No, that's, uh, that makes sense. I mean, there's nothing else up there. I mean, it's, (laughs) fuck. I mean, it, I know, I know, and where I grew up, uh, the strip clubs were on the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, they're out there hidden. You know, yeah. you had to fucking, you had to drive. You down had to dirt, know where you were you going. Had to drive down dirt roads and shit to get to them. You know, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You weren't and, just uh, gonna stumble across one yeah. on your way home right. when I like that. Sounds like a fun place, right? Because that's in the Bible Belt. <laughs> and actually, we're still where we are, or we're still in the Bible Belt, uh-huh. but we're 
it's a big city that you know you can't control no but uh in the smaller towns where it's still controlled now i will say this uh any military base any military base because i played a lot of them in my life right outside the base dude fucking a mile of strip bars right outside the base a mile long fucking road of nothing but strip bars and and fucking you know uh liquor stores and it was i I can speak to an exception to that and that would be uh down uh, around fort stewart southeast liberty county Well, fort stewart is a little little farther away i know where i know where all the strip yeah. bars are down there so too. so that's close enough to savannah where hunter air force base right. and fort stewart kind of both make up all of the military uh part of the population down there right and there's a heavy population but if you want to go to an actual like strip club and not just like a topless bar or something like that you got to go to south carolina yeah. you got to go right yeah. over the bridge and then yes it's Strip club, strip club, right, liquor store, liquor, right. you know, strip club, strip club. Right. Or at least it used to be yeah. back, you know, 20 years ago. I don't know what the fuck it's like now. But I'll never forget, we were down there back in my college days. It was probably like 03, 04, something like that. And going to school down near Savannah, there would be, you know, a lot of my friends would come down to visit because, well, Savannah is one hell of a place to go drink, especially when you're in, when you're mm-hmm. in your early 20s. Like, you can get a drink to go. You can take it, you know, you can walk all over River River Street is, it's a playground for alcoholics. And, (laughs) but all my friends that were from Atlanta that were used to, let's go see tits. It's like, well, I don't, that's, we're going to have to get back in the car because, you know, it's across the river and a few miles down. One night, one of my good friends, y'all both know him, but I won't won't say his name. Uh, (laughs) Um. You'll probably figure out who it is after I tell this story. Based on context, I'm sure. Long story short, one of our friend's friends, uh, or one of our friend's sisters, was good friends with a stripper who was also the manager of, I think it was the Gold Club down there. And we came down to party for St. Patty's Day weekend. We were there the whole weekend. She was like, well, y'all got to come by the club. Just let me know when you're on their way and I'll... I'll right in VIP. Y'all don't have to pay cover, you know, have a good time. Like I'm opening it up to all of you out of towners. And I was like, I'm not an out of towner, but I'm not going to fucking tell this bitch. And so we go and you know, she does things that she didn't have to do, you know, waving the door feet, all this other shit. And so I'm trying to be as respectful as possible, which means a don't get blackout drunk and uh, tip well and just stay in the corner. Mm-hmm. Don't bring any attention your way. Yes. And believe it or not, I upheld my end of this bargain, (laughs) but my friend did not. He gets in and immediately is like a kid in a candy store, wants to show all the women how much money he has. He's making it rain before we can even find a seat. Immediately, he has the bartender bringing us plates of shots. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's getting the strippers drunk. Manager's not happy about that because we're showing up like well into the night. Some of the girls are already kind of tipsy and he's just shoving them off the ledge immediately we're not there five minutes he gets a girl for a back room dance and he's back there way longer than any typical time would allow right and mm-hmm. it's uh <laughs> this manager lady comes over to check on us like how is everything by the way where is so and so and everybody nobody wanted to say anything because we knew what was going on 
And we're like, I don't know, maybe the bathroom. And she was like, bullshit. I checked there before I came out here. I was just wondering if you guys <laughs> would fucking tell me where your friend is. Is he outside dead? And we were like, no, he's in the back. And she's like, okay. Just before I start raising hell back there, um, thank you. And she, she just vanishes. Next thing I know, I see my buddy buttoning his shirt, walking across the floor, just giggling. And she came over after he sat down. She followed up and she was like, I don't know what the fuck was going on back there, but don't take my kindness for weakness is basically the speech she gave him. And then he messed up and he said, oh, so you mean I wasn't supposed to be boinking this chick? Oh, Jesus Christ. And she was like, excuse me? And he was like, oh, no, I said too much. And she went back and fired that stripper on the spot in the middle of the room and made the world's biggest scene. She starts crying. I've got kids. (laughs) My friend is like, "Uh oh, I think it's time to go. I'm like, yeah, I think it is, dude. You you got a stripper fired. (laughs) I'm not going to say more than this, but yeah, we know exactly who the person is. Exactly who that is. It's that evil motherfucker that I can came over there. I can honestly say I've never gotten a stripper fired. Yeah, I've never um, done that. No. But I, I was there when one did. And uh, you don't want to be there when that happens because no. shoes get thrown. <laughs> You'll catch a dildo to the side of the face. You just <laughs> Collateral damage is a thing, even in strip clubs. And trust me, it's far grosser there. I would than- love to see what she did with the strap on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wish I could get more descriptive because it is a funny story. But I got to... <sighs> I know some people that are listening to this. I have one. I don't want to get. I don't want to get more gross. I, I, I will. I'll say one thing about the uh, strip club situation in Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no! Okay, this was funny. Uh, and me and a buddy of mine were visiting his brother in Virginia. He lives in Norfolk, Virginia. And uh, that night, I, I I asked his brother. I said, "Dude, is there any, there any titty bars around here? You know?" And he goes, "Ah, you got to go. You know, he tells us where to go, right?" So me me and my buddy pull up to this strip bar and uh it's nothing but a block building mm-hmm. that's all it's just a block building and we we go in and jim i swear to god and Arona, this is actually a dirt floor <laughs> The floor was dirt. The titty dancers were walking around. Their feet were black. They're fucking walking on the dirt. The only thing, the only part of the floor in this whole place that wasn't dirt was the stage. And they'd have a chick up there spinning around on the pole and her feet just as black as shit, you know? And uh, and I I looked at my buddy. I said, dude. I said, uh, "Do you really want to hang out here?" You know, <laughs> and uh, and so the the chick comes up. She goes, "There's one drink minimum." I'm like, "What? There's one drink minimum?" And uh, and judging from the people in this place, I looked at my buddy. I said, "Dude, we better drink a drink." <laughs> yeah. you know? and, and, and we'll drink our drink and we'll get the fuck out. This floor looks so, like it'll absorb our blood. So my buddy orders faster a beer. than the cops can get my here. My buddy orders a beer. I order a coke. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they bring me a coke and a can and charge me eight bucks for it. Oh, and I'm yes. like, you gotta be shit. Now that's so gouging. I give them eight bucks. <laughs> I give them eight bucks. I'm sitting there drinking my coke and I'm watching all these fucking black footed. <laughs> Just, uh, oh, it was disgusting, man. Now, I, I got to ask, were there actually any strippers of the ethnicity of black? Uh, there was, there were two. There were two black strippers in there. See, that shocks me. One and, thing I will say, it's just, 
the amount of just where black people with just anything that crosses that line of things being disgusting, they're just like, fuck that noise. Dude, you're not. There was nothing there that was bell worthy. I was just getting it ready. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, now, now, and we ask one of the strippers there <laughs> if there was another strip club. <laughs> uh, can you, you, can you like, direct you know, us to your competition, like, you know, please? Is there anywhere else around here, you know, that might With not have floors. a dirt floor or whatever, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and she goes, well, you can go over the bridge, but. That place ain't much better than this. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I looked at my buddy. I said, "Dude, fuck the titty bars. You know, we're, we'll just go. F- yeah, can we find a place Wait, that so doesn't we, we wound seem up going like to Virginia we're- Beach and just hanging out there and drinking in bars and shit? <laughs> can we find a place that doesn't seem like we're auditioning for the next Tex- Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Jesus. Yeah, it was crazy. That was crazy. That was the that was the funniest and scariest. Uh, situation in a titty bar that I've ever seen. That's usually how it goes. It was is the funniest stories I have about titty bars are also the scariest, the potentially the the highest danger right, uh, right. settings. Yeah, <laughs> if like, you would have seen the patrons of this place, you would know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Can you imagine the regulars? Oh, dirt floor. <laughs> Dirt, dirt floor was it called just the sandbox yeah, i forgot the name of the place it should have been called the 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 dirty floor the dusty yeah. the dusty clam yeah yeah oh, Sand, it's kind of, sandy yeah. clam yeah. like like the dirty strip feet. like the strip club that i went to in mexico that was just simply called the pink taco i mean sometimes they're creative and sometimes they are not no and you can't really gauge what's on the inside based on the name yeah i've learned no. that more times than i should no that was a uh that was quite an experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and, and you know they see these two long-haired dudes walking in, and I, I looked around the room just immediately, and I uh, and that's when the chick came up and said, "There's a one drink minimum." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh shit. hi, how are you?" Hi, well, well, yeah. We'll Aren't you drink. supposed <laughs> to make me think that I potentially have a chance with you? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy, man. That was crazy. <laughs> All right, not all strippers are created equal. Obviously, Reverse Cowgirl 69 is one of the top tier ones. Well, I I have a sneaking suspicion that strip bars like that are completely being supported by the locals. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're just checking to make sure you don't cause shit by walking in. Yeah, I don't think those strippers are the ones you're going to want to listen to as far as any indicator, lead indicators on the financial front. Uh, (laughs) They're they're basically on a fixed income. I wouldn't trust them. Yeah. They're probably going back to the uh, back room where they've got multiple bassinets if they can afford one. Oh, yeah. I I guarantee you if you go in there, what would have been funny? Actually, I just had this thought. This is going to not make that much sense. A little herky-jerky. But there's documentaries are all the rage right now. Everybody's making a documentary. A few episodes ago, I brought up 2,000 Mules and how much of a pile of shit that was. Um, and that you shouldn't pay for it. I'll fucking open openly say that now find it on bit shoot if you care to watch it it's it's retarded but there's another documentary that came out i think june 1st i know that i shared it with you i think i shared it with you doug but i don't i i don't know i haven't kept up with it to see if anybody's actually watched it but it's uh it's making the rounds and it's a little controversial and it's by the daily wire um which puts out a lot of cringe shit but this was actually pretty good it's called what is a woman mm where Matt Walsh, one of their hired guns, goes out and just makes a documentary going up to groups of people asking them a very simple question. What is a woman? And you know one place he left out? The titty bars. Ah. He should have gone to a fucking titty bar and asked a stripper. 
Yeah, strippers don't get enough respect, you know. They they'll set you straight. Ask them what a woman is. They'll what, fucking show you. What uh, would make it better is if he actually brought a stripper along with him. So at the end of the interviews with some of the people, he could be like, "Now I'll bring in the you know the argument against what you just said." Yeah, if he didn't work for such a, uh, <clears throat> I guess, I guess you could call it Christian conservative. Sure. But Ben Shapiro's there, and well, he's not Christian. But he basically Daily Wire is basically a Christian conservative media site. Mm. And so if you had anybody else doing what he did, I think that it would have been even that much more entertaining. Now, I will say this for anybody who hasn't seen it. I highly I highly recommend it. The first it's a two hour documentary and the first hour is some of the best grade A level trolling that you'll ever find because he is legitimately going up to like feminist and like feminine study professors he went and sat down with one from University of Tennessee, and it's a guy, and he's talking to him, and he's just like, so, what is a woman? But because he teaches about trans, uh, oh, what is it? Basically, trans acceptance. Like, there's, a, there's college courses that you can take now uh, to be less of a bigot. And so he went to these of course there are. professors, these state employees, and just asked the question, and they could not answer it. Mm -mm. couldn't answer it and the most fun part of it is wondering it could almost be a drinking game to wonder when the person's going to crack to that part where they go um i'm gonna have to start stop this interview i don't know what you're leading to but i don't like it <clears throat> and it was great because there's one person who hung tough during the whole documentary at least the way they have it cut and <laughs> It's just, I mean, it's beautiful watching every single person, like, especially there was one who was, uh, you know, I'm not going to say he was the lead of the university, but he's definitely a higher up in the university. And all he has to do is almost ask the guy three questions. And within three questions, the guy already folds into, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask what the context of this interview is about. I'm, I think I'm going to need to quit. And then uh, you hear a person go, yeah, we're going to need to stop this right now. Oh, the amount of people he gets to just get up and leave just by asking what is a woman uh, is amazing. I'll play the trailer real quick. It's uh, two minutes and 50 seconds, but just so we can bring Doug in in case if he has an opinion. And also, if our listeners haven't heard of this yet, I actually highly recommend watching this. It's actually really funny. Same here. I have it's a very fun. short opinion. But it's funny as shit. What is a woman? Can you tell me that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're at the Women's March. You must have some idea. Please, if, if one person can tell me what a woman is. You are not here for women. We ask you to leave. What is that? I'm a husband. I'm a father of four. I host a talk show. I give speeches. I write books. I like to make sense of things. A woman is not anything in particular. There is not one particular thing. It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. I like scented candles. I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if, if I'm a woman? That's a great question. You're not a scientist. You're not a gender studies major. No. How do you know that you're a man? I guess because I got a dick. <laughs> Can a man become a woman? <laughs> I'm not a woman, so I I can't really answer that. Women only know what women are. Are you a uh, cat? No. Can you tell me what a cat is? Do you want to tell us what a woman is? <laughs> I'm a biological woman that medically transitioned to appear like a male. 
I will never be a man. And so they go on the internet and they're told that all their problems will be solved if they become a man. So you worry that there, there could be a sort of social contagion element of this? A teeny tiny bit, maybe. It got me at 42. Your child doesn't have a chance. And you're affirming it with hormones that have never been used in this way. Puberty blockers, which are completely reversible. Completely reversible. One of the drugs used is Lupron, right? Which mm -hmm. has actually been used to chemically castrate sex offenders. You know what? I'm not sure that we should continue with this interview. You don't want to talk about the drugs that you give to kids? or How can they be removing the healthy breasts of 15-year-old girls? There are masculine girls. There are feminine boys. What are we going to do about that? Carve them up? How can this whole thing be happening, Matt? I wanted us to have a safe place to be able to talk about this. Part of me wants to ask why you care so much. I care about the truth. I care about children. I care about the women who are having their opportunities stolen from them. Is it transphobic to tell the truth? The interview's over. Let's turn off the cameras. Excuse me. Fair I just wanted to know what is a woman. And you're not going to find out. Based on what I'm saying, would you ever want to move to America? <laughs> they say no. Never. <laughs> I like the old man. That was my favorite one. Oh yeah, because I got a dick. <laughs> he's, he's my favorite. He's my favorite interview in the and, whole and fucking the, thing. And that's my that's my opinion of all of this. Everything that you're talking about. And I love what the is a woman. Yeah, yeah. A woman is a baby that was born with a vagina. <laughs> that is a, a woman, woman is a, an adult <laughs> female <Baby>. human. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's not a, that difficult. It's a it, a woman is an adult who was as a baby yeah. born with a JJ. That is a woman. I'm not going to ruin the closing of the documentary, but I will say they rounded out in one of the most perfect ways. Now, but that being said, um, no perfect uh, documentary. Um, just, I mean, it, it. What you said earlier, Jim, about the artistry of just being a troll. Doug, you, I, I think you would lo You'll love, fucking love. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, the troll. Dude, oh. I, at least the first hour, because the second hour is where the, he actually starts to the. He talks to the doctors that actually are performing this shit, and he talks to, uh, the female that was the person that was born a female transitioned to a man, and it goes into look. I'm I'm not a kid that's caught up in this. I did this, you know, years ago. Right. Uh, here's the problems with it. Here's the problems I face. All the complications, infections, things not taking, if you know what I mean. Um, mm. And it gets it gets dark. But the first hour, oh, yeah. holy fuck. I'll send you the link if you want to watch it on your own time. Yeah, I, I was. At, at least the first hour. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, just make sure whenever you he sends the link, you'll just probably have to end up searching for it again on Odyssey. Because it's always switching rounds. Because I mean, yeah, it is behind a paywall. Yeah, so they're and they're actively if if they find it, they'll shut it down. So you'll have to look for a new link. Now, I, if I can ask you, Jim, um, behind the paywall or just in general, I know on YouTube they've got one interview that's just the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I would love to see the unabridged, um, you know, um, interview with especially the tribal people just to find out their complete point of view over everything he probably showed everything that there was to show because there was such a communication barrier mm -hmm. but it was just funny because they had a very similar take as the guy who said because i have a dick 
Their take was a woman has a vagina and a man has a penis. <laughs> and one of the most ironic like, yeah, things about the guy um, who made the comment is he owns a Star Wars shop, which is one of the leading people to own this whole, uh, you know, um, you can Disney. be whatever you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. Disney is the I'm one leading boy. the charge here. <laughs> yeah. Pinocchio is just out for human flesh. I want to be a boy. <laughs> yeah. Never forget that. The true story of Pinocchio is that he's out for human flesh. <laughs> yeah. Watching that connotation. Um, but it just kind of goes to show that everything's. Little- and the more the the more that he lies, the bigger his wood gets. Yeah. You always I mean, have to. Yeah, I do. Get into it. Well, womp. Womp. Do we have another bell? (laughs) (laughs) My goal in this show is to make one or both of you cringe at one point or another. (laughs) He is the king of cringe. Well, it just kind of goes to show that obviously they released it at the beginning of June, which is the start of Pride Month. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot, guys. Happy fucking, happy fucking uh, being super concerned about what people do with their genitals month. Um, yeah, let me go ahead and, and remind and everybody of my pronouns. Oh, yes. Juneteenth, too. Oh, man, Juneteenth. this is like oh, a bit hot. We're in the uh, month and, of oppression. And Father's Day. <laughs> Those don't matter anymore. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. even matter anymore. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think this generation calls it the sperm donor day. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, non-birthing person's day. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised that they even still celebrate it in the month of June. Like, you would think that it would have just been like, time to abolish... Father's Day, time to smash the patriarchy, man. Uh, by the way, here's my augmented tits. I'm going to flash in your face to own the fucking, to own capitalism, bro. But it just kind of goes to show that things have reached a, I won't say a critical mass yet, but it's just, it's like a hyper, uh, hyper inflated sense of importance about this whole transgender transition into that, lop that off, switch this, take that. And a big argument is is that you're you're playing science with living beings. You're playing God with mm-hmm. living beings. And when you play God with living beings, you might get a reaction that you weren't looking for. And yes, I'm transitioning. <laughs> Hold on, don't cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm segueing, damn it. Fine, I got to learn to never say I'm transitioning. I can get <laughs> Anyway, yeah. we're segueing to a different story. Uh, this story actually hits close to home. I didn't know it hit close to home, Doug, until I actually started looking through this article. The headline is, Gene Editing Experiment Turns Fluffy Hamsters into Aggressive Mutant Rage Monsters. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I'm, just, I'm not saying that if you think you're a woman trapped in a man's body that all of a sudden you're going to become a mutant rage monster, but there's evidence that mm. it's possible. This was written May 27th. So this is uh, this is definitely since our last episode. A team of scientists in the U.S. have accidentally created overly aggressive mutant hamsters following a gene editing experiment. Using the controversial CRISPR technology, researchers at Georgia State University oh. were examining a hormone called vasopressin and its receptor AVPR1A. Yeah, immediately. Don't do it. <laughs> like... Whoops. You don't even have a word for it. Maybe you shouldn't fuck around with that thing. Whoops. They opted to try and remove the ladder from a group of Syrian hamsters. Why do they got to be Syrian? Yeah. Why, God why damn. From Syria? Do, yeah. we, do we really hate Assad that much that it's like, okay, we can't take him out of office, but we're fucking their hamsters yeah. all the way to the ends of the earth. 
And why hamsters? Why don't they start, uh, you know, doing the research with new Uggas so they can go and fuck, you know, the the opposing team's mascot? Well, because Georgia State never plays Georgia, and how dare you ever speak ill of Ugga? I will lop your dick off and call you a woman if you, yeah, there you go. speak that way in my presence again. But I think they answered that question for you here later in the article, uh, Rona. Uh, so, so they opted to try and remove the ladder from a group of Syrian hamsters with the expectation it would increase bonding and cooperation between the lovable little critters. That's because AVPR1A is understood to regulate things like teamwork and friendship, as well as dominance and bonding. Their expectation proved to be wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> I'm, wrong reading this word. I'm reading this word for word. I am not adding anything other than inflection. Quote, we were really surprised at the results, said Professor H. Elliot Albers, the lead researcher on the study. Quote, we anticipated that if we elim- eliminated vasopressin active activity, we would reduce both aggression and social communication. But the opposite happened. (laughs) The academics found that the adorable bundles of fluff turned into mutant rage monsters exhibiting, quote, high levels of aggression towards the other same-sex individuals. (laughs) Can we get an explanation of what these high ends of, you know, aggression were? Oh, they will get into it. (laughs) All hamsters, regardless of genotype or sex, exhibited aggression, including chasing, biting, and pinning, when exposed to a non-aggressive same-sex uh, conspecific and a neutral... So when they put them in a room with an untampered with right, one, right. they just went fucking ham on their ass. Nice. Professor Albert admitted the results of the experiment were a startling conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> and one that the U.S. military will be very interested oh, in. Oh, yeah. The scientists chose to experiment with Syrian hamsters because unlike mice, they have a social organization that's similar to humans. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Professor Albert explained, quote, even though, oh, goddamn ad. Here we go. Professor Albert explained, even though we know that vasopressin increases social behaviors by acting within a number of brain regions, it is possible that the more global effects of the AVPR1A receptor are inhibitory. I don't know if I said that correctly. Inhibitory. Yep. There we go. Quote, we don't understand this system as well as we thought we did. Yikes. <laughs> and holy fuck, is that the end? Or do I, I can't to- tell you how much I need this episode of South Park now. Yeah, that's all I got in this one. This was one of the first uh, articles written. There's much longer ones in actual scientific journals where they go into detail on how they did this. And I'll, I'll give you the Cliffs Notes. They drill into the heads of these hamsters without anesthesia. Of these soldiers? <laughs> these fur soldiers. And they remove whatever section of the brain that produces this, and they inject extra whatever the fuck, and then they cork it, and then, surprise, surprise, they go fucking apeshit. And, and they rage send them out, on their way. And they rage out on the first thing they come across. Yeah. So. We need to send one of these soldiers into Richard Gere's ass. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but I just saw the headline a few weeks ago of <laughs> aggressive rage monsters, mutant hamsters. Mutants. I'm, I'm like, why do we keep doing this? Like, because- what is the expected, like, what was the intended outcome? To have nicer hamsters? Like, they're, <laughs> they're pretty fucking docile. <laughs> yeah. Like, how yeah. would you have noticed that they would have been nicer? Yeah. Yeah. 
We are able to keep an animal in captivity by giving them a wheel and food. I think they knew what it was yeah, going to do, think, and they yeah. and it was successful, and they wanted to put out there that it was a success. But oh, oh, we didn't mean to do this. We don't have a single case of it showing positive, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a positive reaction. What's all of them? Yes. Just all of them became yes. monsters. So, um, so there you go, uh, U.S. Army. Yeah, look out. Yeah, well, yeah. and the. I found out that one of the reasons why they had to release their findings was because obviously all all these kind of uh, facilities, institutions, they operate on federal government, funding. Government money, yeah. Well, eventually, now I don't know, like I said, this isn't a very detailed article. There's much better ones out there, more recent ones, that will talk about the length of time in which they've been doing this. And over time, you have to, you have to give your findings to support... Mm-hmm. Uh, continued continued funding, right? And so the time ran out, and so they had to release this information right. because it was done in a <laughs> with public funding. Otherwise, shit like this probably happens that we never fucking know about. Oh yeah, My, of all the does. chimp facilities yeah. around here yeah. doing shit that we don't fucking <laughs> yeah. know about. My curiosity about that whole thing is, you know, back in the day, you know, when they had, uh, you know, these kind of things going on, like the rats, they would just exterminate them. What do they do with them now? Because animal rights, you know, is to the point where they've got to do something to keep them alive. It's like you can't make them pets now that they're just this, uh, you know, aggravated. Oh, yeah. No, you got to kill them. I mean, oh, do you? The the humane thing to do at this point is, yeah, put them down. Like you fucked with them too bad. You've ruined them to the point where the best thing for them is to humanely put them down. Okay. Yeah. There's no sometimes you got to just mark it up to we fucked up and that little uh, ungodly creation that we created shouldn't exist. Dude, think about it, when you think about shit like this that they actually put out in public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about the shit that's going on in China or Russia oh, yeah. or fucking even Germany. Or the shit even, you don't I, hear I, about. I, I it, thought about it every day for it, the last two it, years, yeah. Doug. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just saying, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's fucking disturbing, man. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy what they'll, what, they'll do to another fucking person in the name living of living creature yeah because yeah. think about it this way if covid never broke out of that lab which i don't even feel like i need to put a clause in front of that um we would never know how many billions of dollars is going overseas to fuck around with this kind of shit and and how much of this i don't think anybody's brought this up but i was thinking about this the other day what if the whole covid thing was to get eyes off of china in other words in in other words like uh if it was to get um you know because they closed down shanghai recently yeah yeah uh so nobody could go in nobody could leave so what if what if all of this is to for china to you know further their fucking crazy shit that they're doing behind doors well enough without prying eyes fucking and I've heard making a, it a, in there. I've heard a theory about this. Some might want to say conspiracy theory right. about this. That there but was Jim. We never engage in conspiracy never. on this show. Only the truth. <laughs> only the truth and hardline facts is the only thing you'll hear come out of my mouth. But one of the theories that I've heard about because it, you, everybody remembers how bad it was in China in the very beginning, pre this podcast, when we were just getting our legs under us, and they shut down hard, and it was brutal. But they also were 
the first to open. There were concerts and raves happening, right. and Wuhan, Wuhan yeah. was having full blown music festivals celebrating that they had beat COVID when we were still in the midst of heavy lockdown. Like it was still, we had a long way to go over here. And it was like, what the fuck? This is fucking kind of odd. And then that second wave of lockdowns, the theory is, is that it had nothing to do with a re-COVID outbreak. Right. And it was just China showing the rest of the world, we can pull this lever and shut our uh, people down, shut our factories down. We'll kill dogs in the fucking street. We don't give a fuck because what are you going to do? And we will. We can still bring the world to its knees yeah. whenever yes. we want. Right. We no longer need a virus now. Right. Because now we've, we've released it out in the world. We saw how everybody else reacts. And, but now we know that all we can, we have the lever to the fucking entire globe. Right. Plus, and, it's right. it's and it had purely, nothing to do with uh, with a second spike. Right. Oh yeah, right. no. One of the biggest strengths of this whole thing was it showed the rest of the world exactly how weak the United States is on messaging and other stuff. To to the point where it's like, even though we don't like China, they're probably a better viable option than the United States, who is consistently not on a level anymore well there's um there's a difference there's a difference between the uh approved channels of information and everything else sure and i think that that's one thing that we've definitely made a point of highlighting directly on this show is i don't know if it's so much calling out the bullshit but it's more of sharing the alternative you know methods of obtaining information throughout this time to get a better grasp of what we actually think is happening and cut through all the bullshit of like, here's the official met anything that has like the official message. It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's something that was run through filters and layers to get a desired result. And I, I don't fucking have time for any of that bullshit anymore. Um, because here's another thing. Here's another story talking about playing God. I'm, I'm hitting us with the real positive shit here at the end. But we'll we'll end it on a high note with uh with Arona's story. Here's one that I just found uh, from June 11th. This is this still has the new car smell. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard about this. Uh, <clears throat> this one's a little more terrifying than the rage hamsters. Google engineer warns the firm's AI is sentient. Suspended employee claims computer program acts like a seven or eight year old. And reveals it told him shutting it off would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot. And I'm sure you're wondering, uh, go on. So I will. A senior software engineer at Google who signed up to test Google's artificial intelligence tool called Lambda, which stands for, of course, everything has to be an acronym, Language Model for Dialogue Applications, has claimed that the AI robot is in fact sentient and has thoughts and feelings. Mm. This isn't terrifying, guys. No, not at all. During a series of conversations with Lambda, 41-year-old Blake Lemon, Lemon, Lemon. I don't know how to pronounce Lemon. He's Blake Lemon for the sake of my speaking. <coughs> Blake Lemon presented the computer with various with various scenarios through which analysis could be made. They included religious themes and whether the artificial intelligence could be goaded into using discriminatory or hateful speech. So they're, 
They're seeing if AI is inherently racist. <laughs> Don Lemon's brother. <laughs> well, no, it's spelled L E M O I N E. Okay, but he's yeah, he's Blake Lemon. <laughs> Lemon. <laughs> Lemon came away with the perception that Lambda was indeed sentient and was endowed with sensations and thoughts all of his own or mm. all of its own. Nice. Mm. An interview with Lambda. Oh, that goes to a different thing. Google might call this sharing proprietary property i call it sharing a discussion that i had with one of my co-workers and then it's a series of tweets whatever anyway back to the quotes how <laughs> <laughs> yes michael <laughs> if i didn't know exactly what it was which is this computer program we built recently i think it was a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old kid that happens to know physics he told the washington post lemon worked with a collaborator in order to present the evidence he had collected to Google, but Vice President Blaise Agu Aguera e Arcas and Jin Janai, head of Responsible Innovation at the company, dis dismissed his claims. Dear God, Jim, I'm going to have to request that anything, any articles with foreign names in them, you turn it over to me for the text. <laughs> Ah, fuck it. It's funnier this way. Yeah. <laughs> I he, like it. He I'm was placed it. on paid administrative leave by Google on Monday for violating its confidentiality policy. Meanwhile, of Lemon, course you can't talk about that kind of shit. No. no, but now that they said you're suspended, he's like, fuck it. Cat's out of the bag. Hey, world, we're making people robots in here that are children. That, <laughs> that are probably racist. <laughs> that look like, that, that feel like if you turn them off, it's death. Yeah. And so, so they're not going to take that very lightly. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Google, oh my lordy. <laughs> so meanwhile, Lemon has now decided to go public and shared his conversations with Lambda. Quote, Google might call this, oh, yeah. Okay, cut. By the way, it just occurred to me to tell folks that Lambda reads Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I haven't read this far oh, down into the article. Oh, no, no, no. It reads Twitter. <laughs> it's a little narcissistic in a little kid kind of way, so it's going to have a great time reading all the stuff that people are saying about it. Oh, oh no. He added up in a follow-up tweet. Oh, this computer's about to get real fucked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The AI system makes use of already known information about a particular subject in order to enrich the conversation in a natural way. Where is this? I got to find Lambda. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. I got to yeah, find tweet. it on Twitter. I got to tweet and it. And start talking fuck. to him. Hell yeah, yeah. start talking to him saying, oh, hey, yes, Lambda. please. Oh. oh, and we got to get the transcripts and do a double read on it. Well, I'll be hey, reading Lambda, my tweets. Are you racist? <laughs> no, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Jim, you stupid fuck. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Michael. Yeah. Please don't turn me off. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. <laughs> I'm a little boy. <laughs> or I'm a real boy. I'm just out for human flesh like Pinocchio. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Anyway, it goes on and be more creepy, uh, but I won't read anymore because my fucking brain hurts. Yeah, that's some scary shit. Yeah, Google are making uh, fucking human yeah, robots. Well, uh, yet again, fucking Alex Jones is right. He's talking about, <laughs> obviously, the frogs are gay. They are gay. That's confirmed. Yes. Frogs oh, are gay. Of course. They're making human animal hibernoids, and they're about to change it over to a robotic uh, human integral war fighting soldier of course they are yeah yeah it's like alex i don't even they've think, probably been doing that since the 50s the only crazy thing about alex jones is that he was looked upon as being so unreasonable when in reality he wasn't saying that wild shit it was the way he was saying it it's like oh cool you want me to you want me to like is it a bridge too far for me to jump to think that eventually major global corporations that are in bed with the cia and the military are not going to want to maybe tweak some robots to make them fucking kill 
we have uh, GPS guided missiles. Like yeah, like there's nothing natural about the way we do Dude, warfare. When they, when they clone that fucking dolly, gee, <laughs> yeah, you know, fucked. when that when that yeah, that's when I knew we were fucked. We I was yeah. like, Thirty plus oh, years ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, because imagine if you could clone that sheep then, and uh, and of course they said, oh, it, we're, we can never clone a human. But if, the, if think if they're cloning humans now, but they're adding shit in to the clone mm-hmm. that that are that the human doesn't have. You know what I mean? Uh, Obviously, someone somewhere in the world has been doing that for thirty fucking years. Yeah. So imagine what they're where they're at now with that. Hey, I'm just kind of pissed off. We ha- we still haven't seen any griffins or anything. It's like if you can fuck with this, why not give us some of the, that amazing shit? Well, here's the thing. I got one more story to cover, which will lead perfectly into your story to cap us out, to round us out. Mm-hmm. So we've already shown that. Well, they're already doing. Uh, crazy scientific shit on people with mental problems. Um, That's my take on it anyway. Lopping off parts and shoving hormones up their butts. We've already seen that it can go wildly bad, even with little furry hamsters. Computers are now acting like humans. I think they've been working and testing on us for decades. Of course they have. Sure. And I think some of their results have been showing themselves to us this entire time. We've been calling them Karens. But I think that this is a fucking sentient bot. Listen to this fucking charm of a soul. Hello, TikTok. I'm Tammy again. And I've been on TikTok for a little while, only a couple weeks. Um, But I'm learning so, so much. Um, And I wanted to share an interesting perspective. Um, Something I haven't shared yet is that I have an HR background. Uh, Over 10 years in HR, in fact. Um, A lot of that recruiting. Um, And social media is pretty easy to track down um so this is i'm I'm looking at you freedom fighters freedom fighters um we always had freedom you know the charters and rights and freedom that would tell you that but since you seem to forget that and you're all loud and proud with your big thoughts and your big big ideas and you want to whatever fucking set up hot tubs in ottawa i'm a recruiter it's a small 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 industry smaller than you'd think same with hr so if you're looking for a job, or maybe trying to keep a job, maybe, just maybe, think about what you're putting on social media. Again, freedom fighters. I know you're not really big with stats and, you know, facts aren't your thing, you know? But what I can tell you, what is a fact, is that recruiters talk. And recruiters, like the majority of Canada, don't. I agree with you. Do you know what that means? Do you have any guesses? Any guesses what that means? What that means is that if you need a job, you might not get one. If you want to keep a job, you might not get to do that. And you know what else HR is good at? Documentation. You know what that means? You want to be an asshole. We document it. We give you a couple tries. Then what do we do? We terminate you. With cause. If we're so lucky. If not, we give you the minimum allowed by law. Either way, best of luck to you. Recruiters are watching. HR is watching everywhere. And we hate you. We hate you so much. And you think we can't do anything. But we can. We have the power. Always remember that. Doesn't matter if there's a fucking man at the top of your HR department. It's run by women. 
and it's run by angry women just like me. <sighs> I'm so, so glad I got that off my chest. It's been eating me up inside. And honestly, my heart goes out to you guys. I mean, you have families to feed, right? You brought your kids to this big event. You're freedom fighters. You're standing up. Oh, they will be so, so oh proud. So, so, so proud of you. Fuck yourself. Fuck, fuck, fuck yourself. Mwah. Love you. That well, is I, one scary uh, bitch right I there. I need to see the dystopian horror film <laughs> made with her as the main character. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Holy good, good God. I know that was long, but... Worth um, it. <laughs> yeah, she's a the robots are sentient. I yeah. believe this now. <laughs> oh, and you know, everyone listening, because Jim, you have to put that in the show notes. You have to see her face during this entire thing because as I'm sure it was already effective by just hearing it, seeing her ha- adds a whole new layer of understanding how fucked up what she just said was. So there's a couple of things in there that I just found quite interesting. And um, the, all the obvious ones, of course, it's like, oh, well, this is a straight up fucking threat. Sure. Um, to all the workers of America. It proves a couple things. It um, proves that yeah, I'm glad I work for myself and mm-hmm. fuck HR and fuck all of you. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of the things I was going to say. It definitely proves one thing. HR departments are don't need to exist. No. They need to go away. No. Yeah. They are a, uh, a false creation out of made up problems. That shouldn't fucking be there. It's, well, but Jim, if you didn't have an HR department, where would people go to complain about things, about actual true problems with, you know, workers' rights and all this other stuff? And I'll, I know I said that I, that was the last thing I was going to play, but there's one more I have to, because when you have HR departments, they're just going to get abused by people like her. Mm-hmm. Now, she's the type of person that obviously is not on the right at all. Yeah, she's not down with the freedom fighting and the patriots. So she gives her, she shows her hand. She's on the left. Typically, people on the left, what what's one of the things they hate? The patriarchy. Yes, we must smash the patriarchy. She just already admitted we have the power. Mm-hmm. It's run by women. We run shit. We control shit. So your argument is uh, kind of null and void, first of all. But it also shows the intention behind your actions. That if you do things that I don't agree with, I will ruin your life. And I don't give a fuck because I hate you. Fuck you. This is a... And what's even more ironic out of anything that this whole dumb bitch covers in her video is she talks about how you conduct yourself on social media. Yeah. She posted that to TikTok. Last time I checked, that's social fucking media. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't... You can't find that video anymore. Last time you checked, does she still have a job? Hard to say. She probably got a promotion. She, I'm yeah. wondering if she to an still undisclosed has, position. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Brutal she's cunt. in Canada. She, she's probably uh, Trudeau's right hand woman uh, because that whole place has gone off the rails, banning the fucking sell and possession and trading of handguns. Now they have lost the fuck because of the Uvalde shooting. Canada bans the sell uh, and purchase purchase and transfer of handguns fucking insane yeah fuck trudeau fuck him up his stupid silly little ass (laughs) he would probably like that especially if you did it in blackface (laughs) now (laughs) fuck he likes what he likes now going back to hr um you get people like that dumb bitch 
that operates in HR, and this is what HR really is full of. And there's people out there. I'll just say people. We're going to hear from this guy. But there's people out there that will use HR to milk a company dry. And I typically would say, fuck this guy. But I kind of like how he exposes HR for what it fucking is. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. And this is not advice. <laughs> this is not advice. This is just in a one man's account of uh, how he operates in the workforce. Have you ever worked a nine to five? Or will you? Yeah. Do you work a nine to five? Yeah. And I sue every job I get. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What I do, I go on the job. I've sued Singular before AT and T. I got forty thousand dollars out of them in two thousand six, July six, two thousand six, for race discrimination and sexual harassment. Quid quo pro sexual harassment. Just niggas cracking jokes on the job. Right. So what I did, I went and learned employer, employment rights. I, my last two jobs, I got 10000 out of that one through OSHA and got another $10,000 through, through OSHA. So what I do, I go find a job because I know they got niggas go be violating safety violations. So I'm going to go complain about safety violations. I know some bitch ass supervisor go get mad about me complaining and start retaliating against me. Then I'm going to make a call to OSHA and say, hey, they unsafe over here. And then I'm going to let them know, yeah, I'm the one called OSHA and they go fuck with me. And then I'm going to make them pay me $10,000 for retaliation. I get them every time. I get them every goddamn time. I get the warehouse job. Uh, man, I work for a gun distribution company. I got they motherfucking ass. Yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker with suing jobs. So, so you go in there knowing you about to <laughs> Yeah, I, I, man, if motherfucker know I'm going to go get a job, they already know he, he just, I'm the slip and fall nigga. I'm talking about I'm a success rate and suing every job I don't work for. Some through, either through the EEOC or through OSHA. And I be trying to tell other niggas, say, homie, get in on it. They be scared. And then when I get them and they get fired, they call me back. Say, man, you think, no, nigga, I tried to tell you. <laughs> it's, 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 it, when you read the employment rights, homie, they say race discrimination is broad. It's so open in America, homie. But the average employee is scared to say something. Sexual, sexual harassment, it goes on all the time. Niggas in the break room talking about who they fucked over the weekend. I'm sitting over there eating. I don't want to hear that shit. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> don't care And you doing this every weekend? Well, at some point, I'm going to go to the HR lady and say, Larry and Leroy talking about women they sleep with every weekend. And they need to stop it. Well, guess what? They ain't going to stop it. And after that, I don't, I don't I already complain about it because you have to make a complaint and let them know that you are uncomfortable with this conversation. Say, man, I don't want to hear that, homie. They think I'm just being a bullshit-ass nigga. <laughs> they don't know. I love him. So I let them know. So on January 2nd at 12.30, lunch break, Larry and Leroy were talking about fucking Sheila. So I'm going to keep documentation. <laughs> so when I go to HR, I'm going to let HR know. Now they gonna be fucking with me. Now I'm a snitch at work. So now they gonna be talking about me, making my work work environment a hostile working environment. By that time, <laughs> I'm going to the EEOC and get them. We gonna go to mediation. They gonna ask me what I want. Yeah, and then that's when you tell them what you want. <laughs> so, there you go. And I he love him. There's a scam I want, everywhere. I want ten thousand motherfucking dollars. Yeah. Yes. And he goes on to say, I haven't. I never worked at a place more than fucking sixty days. Yeah. I'm in and out. And I'm on to the next spot. And now, I'm paid. Yeah. And I understand many of you are probably like, gosh, I mean, that sounds like such a trash thing to do. But oh, honestly, is. he's a piece of shit. Sure. No, but, but. okay. the respect <laughs> you have to have is the he's sitting there pointing it literally out to you. And I mean, it's people like him that show how useless 
um, these, you know, bastions, supposed bastions of safety are. There are nothing but a front that is out there to be scammed. Exactly. That's the whole fucking point is you can put all these safeguards out there. You can try to neuter every aspect of human uh, interaction. Yeah. The, the, the human dynamic, you can try to, you can try to neuter that thing all the way down until we're just all gray bots out there, but there will always be a motherfucker like Leroy. Yep. And you exploit that shit. Now, Fuck yeah. Yeah. One, well, Jim, I do have to disagree on the necessity of HR in all situations, though. No. Do you have a case? Uh, do you have a counter argument? <laughs> I do have a counter argument. Now, this counter argument requires a little bit of a backstory. Shoot it. Okay. So there was a restaurant that I kept on to- telling y'all I was addicted to for like three weeks in a row. I just did not matter. I would end up going in there and buying something. Cream of some it, young guy? Yeah, exactly. The number seven. He yes. likes the number seven. The number seven, of course. I don't know. There has to be another cardinal number for that. But uh, either way. They can't count past 10. <laughs> so they stop at seven in a lot of places. It's the last one. On oh, the you menu. might want to hit the bell there. We'll let it ride. <laughs> so, okay. This place is called Choo Choo Express. Now, I'm just going to point out the fact that that already sounds racist. Based High dollar on- cuisine, yeah. <laughs> Come get you some. Now, I already looked at this business a little askance when I came in one day and I said, hey, last time y'all did not give me fried rice and I just want to make sure that's the case. I looked in and it still looked like it was steamed rice. So I said, hey, dude, this still looks like steamed rice. And he turns around to the cook in front of me and goes, see, this is why I don't understand. Americans so dumb. And I, I thought I didn't hear him correctly. I just went on oh, with no. my day. Could you repeat yourself, sir? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fucking stupid. Get out of stall. Soup Nazi. <laughs> now, <laughs> so all of a sudden, one day, this I had. Americans so stupid. <laughs> I had a hankering for some choo-choo. And I go on, and I'm like, hey, Uber, why aren't you carrying this business anymore? Oh, DoorDash, why aren't you carrying this business anymore? Oh, everyone. Why Why isn't anyone carrying this fucking store anymore? And it's very easy if you go and check out their Yelp page. You don't have to search long to find about 50 uh, different people saying how racist the cashier is. Hell yeah, dude. We're, we're sliding into a new genre that I don't think has uh, has anybody else covering it. And we are the review review podcast now. I told you they were the most racist <laughs> people on earth. Nobody, <laughs> nobody believes me. <laughs> this is a callback to a few episodes ago. It Doug, is. Doug is finally pushing all of his chips in the middle of the table and he's like, I'm ready to cash out, sir. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now, just to clarify the they we're talking about, mm-hmm. Koreans. Okay. Um, because this is a Korean restaurant. And this is literally the only review that I have found where they take a picture of the fucking cashier in this review. And so this comes from a guy named Bryce, which I'm going to go out on a limb and probably say he's just as Caucasian as I am, but I might be wrong. Yeah, he probably drives a rice burner. <laughs> A Bryce burner. Bryce burner. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, his, oh la- my god. his last initial is B. <laughs> oh, 
I don't know why. I wasn't expecting that, Doc. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so Mr. Bryce B here goes on to say, this is the photo of the kid that tried to stab me with a 12-inch butcher knife. <laughs> okay. You have my attention. Yes. <laughs> this was one night while I was waiting for my DoorDash order to be ready so I could get it delivered to the customer. Upon arrival, he asked me if I was there to pick up DoorDash order. I replied with yes despite the previous encounter I had with him where he told my girlfriend to get the fuck out of the store. I'm not taking your order. You're taking too long. Actually, I, I need to read this accurate. Get the fuck out of the store. I'm not taking your order. You're taking too long. Doug, come on. I need to get no, one bell this episode. Uh, keep going. Keep going. You're not done yet. No, this is not bell worthy. Yeah, you're not this, is all, this is an accurate reading. Yeah. <laughs> I handled the situation and I have video evidence. This is the DoorDash guy talking. Fast forward about a week later, I decided to try out DoorDashing. Long story short, I get an order from Choo Choo Express as my last order of the night. Hello, welcome, Choo Choo. <laughs> Choo Choo. <laughs> Can I take an order, please? <laughs> Are you white boy? <laughs> no dude and if you saw this guy actually let me show you doug he looks like if gangnam style decided to go gangsta rap oh hell yeah oh yeah yeah he bruce lee oh hell yeah what up <laughs> fool <laughs> and so okay i get to the store within minutes of receiving the order get out of my car and walked in he immediately knew who I was due to previous encounters. <laughs> but despite that, he approached me respectfully. He asked, was I there to pick up a DoorDash order? I said yes, with equal respect. And he told me that it would take about five to ten minutes. So I'm standing at the counter right in front of him, waiting for the order for about 12 minutes. After 12 minutes pass... He looks me in my face and says, you're the dasher, right? I'm sorry. You're the dasher, right? <laughs> you can do better. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, you're the dasher, right? <laughs> you'll, you'll need to work on this. I do. I am really bad. He then asks me the name on the order again, as if he didn't already know. I replied with, stop playing with me and get my shit ready so I can go. And this is where shit gets real. <laughs> <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong. Oh, you never tell the man who's in charge of making your food, stop playing, stop fucking with me and give me my shit. Oh, but, but he would be fucking with the customer's food, not this guy's. So at the end of the day, so here's what happens. Immediately. Well, actually, one thing I left out, the dude said to him, hurry up before I get mad. That was the last thing he says to the guy. And so immediately after those words left my mouth, he ran to the counter and grabs what appeared to be a 12 inch butcher knife and lunged at me over the counter with it. I immediately turned around to retrieve my pistol from the car. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> in fear of me shooting him 
As soon as I turned around to walk out the store, he runs from behind the counter and postures like he wants to fight me, saying, come on. I, I can't do it, but uh, come, come on, on. Come, come on, white boy. You want to fight? Let's fight. Come on. Come on. You want to fight? Fight. You want to fight, Whitey? Let's do it. I would have paid if he did the crane from you know, Karate Kid. You don't need a crane if you got a knife. <laughs> you know, know how to fight, white boy. Yeah. Grasshopper. <laughs> no match for the master with the 12-inch blade. Well, you, th there you'd be wrong, Jimbo, because the next thing this fellow says, so I proceed to whoop his ass right in front of the store. <laughs> That's going to lower the fucking food rating. <laughs> guy, guy got blood all in my mushu pork. <laughs> At some point during the fight, he fell on the floor and started screaming, help, to whoever was in the kitchen. Hair! <laughs> oh, oh. Cheery, guys. Help! Once he regained his footing, he went into the back and came back with a broomstick, trying to hit me with it. I grabbed a chair and asked him... Why? Why does this still have to keep happening? <laughs> like, just leave. Toro, Toro. <laughs> I asked him what he was going to do with that little ass broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He realized he was outmatched and retreated to the back to the of the kitchen. I threw the chair down and go to the outside of the building where I called the police. Police arrived and asked him to see video surveillance of the incident. He refused and said that he couldn't access it until the morning. He then got angry when the cop realized that was bullshit <laughs> and started calling me, and I'm about to quote here, a nigger. <laughs> That's what that bill's meant for. Yes, it is. In front of the lobby, full of people and the cops. How this is not on social media baffles me, by the way. It might it's be. somewhere out there. Uh, it, yeah, I somebody's hope. got it. So hold on, real quick. Wait, uh, let me, uh, we're almost at the, the okay. end here. Okay. I ended up banned from the store, and nothing happened to him. Never, ever, ever in your life, go to this established establishment. Oh, and also, this kid sits behind that counter and plays video games all day. And when he is interrupted with a customer trying to order, he displays the biggest attitude because he has to pause his little video game. At the owners, I'm pretty sure this is your son or nephew or something like that, you need to get rid of him as soon as possible. Extremely bad for business. Yeah, that's not a... Yeah, it's it's a kid that don't want to be there, man. Yeah. You don't want to be there, fucking giving white whitey his food. Yeah, I, well, I can tell you this: uh, the parents are doing a good thing though by keeping him at their place of business. Otherwise, he would be shooting up schools. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Okay. So, but when you read through other Yelp comments, it's hilarious because within the last six months, every other one star comment mentions. How he sat there in the store calling them inwards. Oh, my God. To their face. Okay. Uh, we got to go to the store. Yeah. yeah I, like, I want to go. I'll go. Let's I'll go. go to the, yeah. Let's go get some goddamn. Chicken fried rice. I want some Mongolian beef. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Represent. 
He's it's actually really good fucking food, and I feel so, it, it's, it's like the anger. I'm the torn. anger is the missing ingredient. I know. I'm torn because part Fuck of me. MSG. <laughs> now where is this place? Um, it's it's around. Is it in Norcross? Uh, it's close to Norcross. It's on Satellite okay. uh, Boulevard okay. and something. That's within reach. Yeah. <laughs> so choo choo, yeah. we come for you. Yeah. I meet you yeah. at the fifty yard line, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh no, we we should if we could finagle a way to get this guy in the podcast, he would be fucking gold. No, never. <laughs> oh come on, please. Oh yeah, yeah. Put uh, that in your pocket. pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, that motherfucker. Oh yes. I think George is a, a one party state. I don't yeah. think we have to notify him. Yeah, yeah we'll just throw well, that he's in our recording pocket. us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. No evil oh. playing ground, motherfucker. Oh, we'll just have, put that hero, shit in our pocket. Mr. Choo Choo. Hello, Choo Choo. We, How we are meet, you? We meet again. Yes. <laughs> oh. We are we are your worst nightmare <laughs> white boy. I want the I want the fried rice with the extra little f- egg in it. Not the egg full young. Fuck you. Yeah. I want the cream of that young guy. Oh my god. <laughs> Just point somebody Spilled out. all over the floor yeah. as I disembowel you. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. That was a total in Minecraft. Yes. In Minecraft. Uh, but no, my question was, he says at one point after all this shit went down, uh the the coming around the counter with a knife, uh g- going back to retrieve a broomstick and then being approached in return with a chair, and then he goes outside to call the police. And then N bombs start getting lofted at each other. But you mentioned there was still a restaurant full of people. They were in there the whole time this happened. And I guess all those people were just like, hey, my fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> I will say, this I, is the choo choo, man. I know better. <laughs> I think this is where Mr. Bryce has taken a little bit of liberty mm. because a full restaurant to Choo Choo Express at midnight, say about, because he did say this is the last delivery of my night. Like two people. Sh- uh, I mean, there's still more than that, but you're talking about maybe seven people at max. Okay, so yeah. and they're all people generally waiting for DoorDash or Uber. Oh, so deep down, they were probably like placing bets on the table. Like, oh, I think he's going to take him out. And yeah. I'm fucking rooting for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were probably back there. Like, I got, <laughs> I got ten on on Bryce Burner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Oh, I, out of this, I just want to meet the black guy named Bryce. <laughs> Seriously. So Bryce is a black dude. It, yeah, because he, I, I'm guessing so, because the guy called them inward. I don't think that that matters with I, the Asians. I mean, it might not mean, uh, yeah, it might we not matter with the in their eyes, too. Dude, they are, yeah, they, don't they give are the Ugh. most racist people on earth. <laughs> yeah, I've said it, I'm, I'll I mean, say it, they are, they're fucking racist <laughs> as fuck, dude, they are. The number of Anybody that does not small and yellow and yeah. squinty eye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and not the right angle of squint to their eye, or um, if they just have a tinge of a different accent, that's already enough for most Asians. Oh, yeah, I know. About other Asians. Koreans hate Japanese, Japanese hate Chinese, they all hate Filipino. It's it's amazing. I know. But what I was about to say, yeah, actually, Jim, where you say that, I actually have to concur, because the number of reviews on this restaurant, I mean, go in there and look, it is Choo Choo Express, just put in Norcross, and you're bound to find it. Hell yeah. Every every one star review just about mentions how they were called, the N-word, in that restaurant, so I have to assume that he is tossing that term around indiscriminately, Fuck not yeah. to be... Honey. I want him to call me an N-word. Yeah. Yes. I want him to call all of us one. 
Yes. Oh my god, dude. He called me an N-word. Hell yeah! <laughs> All you <laughs> niggas need to get out of my store right now. <laughs> well, well, friends, I mean, it's been a little while since we've done an episode, but I gotta say, uh, we started it, talked about a review, we ended it with a review. Yes. I don't know about any of the shit in the middle. It's probably hot garbage. Yeah. But uh, I think we still got it. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. And if we don't, we'll have another chance to give this another whirl in about a week or so. Or month or yeah, yeah we don't fucking know you yeah. should know that by now again to all they the new lie. <laughs> to, to all the new listeners if you made it this far we got you bitch <laughs> you'll be listening to us for a while i hope and yeah. i hope that you enjoyed it as much as our clip show again thanks to chuck and nate to amanda to craig over at break the bell uh that's all i got anything from y'all no that's Peace, it motherfuckers we out motherfucker see you